Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Recorded live from the lobby of the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C. Welcome to the Big Life Podcast on Full Service Radio. We are Lina Salazar and Ingrid Vaishus, broadcasting live from the lobby of the Line Hotel in Washington, D.C. Every week on the Big Life, we hold inspiring and honest conversations with experts, leaders, and holistic professionals who live and help others live big, fulfilling lives by redefining success, beauty, health, and happiness. The Big Life is a provoking invitation to mindset shift and gives us the tools to go from stress and overwhelm to happy and thriving. I am Lina Salazar, a health coach and creator of the Food Sanity Program. I work with women who want to feel healthy and confident and be consistent with food, but without fat diets or obsession or stress. And I'm Ingrid Vaishus, also a health coach. I help my clients discover achievable, sustainable strategies to better health so they can avoid burnout and thrive at work and at home. Ingrid, <laughs> let's be honest. Um, in today's world, it's very easy to derive our sense of worth in our professional success, our weight, our health, or how healthy we eat. And uh, the rise of social media as a window to compare ourselves with millions of people around the globe contributes to this reality. And uh, the problem is that when our sense of self-worth is exclusively tied to our job, our looks, or how healthy we eat, we're in trouble. And this is at the root of stress, burnout, anxiety, and depression. And Ingrid, you and I see this in the work that we do uh, with women every day. And I also go into this trends of unworthiness at least twice a month. <laughs> so today's show is an invitation to reflect upon the importance of self-worth and whether we are finding it in places that benefit our physical, mental, and emotional health. And our friend Leah Judson is on the show today to help us reflect about self-worth and confidence and the importance of these issues. Leah is a photographer and the founder of Behold Her, which unites multi-generational women by designing immersive events that nudge women to step away from the, their comfort zones, develop self-worth, and build new relationships. Leah's work has been featured on Forbes, Vogue, and the Washington Post. And in 2018, she was recognized as a changemaker and social impact innovator in Washington, D.C. by Mayor Muriel Browser. Leah, friend, welcome. We're happy to have you today. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being with us today. So to begin with, we like to ask our guests, tell us a little bit more about you, your work, Beholder, um, what inspired you to start it? Yeah, I mean, and that's always such a loaded question. It's I like, know. Where, where do we start mm -hmm. in terms of our own story when we ask so many other people to tell theirs? Um, so it's always exciting and also very anxiety driven for me to figure mm -hmm. out what's the starting point. Um, but essentially, I mean, it was funny just a couple of weeks ago um, around Valentine's Day. I, I hate social media, but Facebook gave this reminder of something happening around this time. And I realized that I didn't like I started Beholder at such a younger age without even realizing it. 
I was starting this empowerment series, this photography series, and every photo that I took of these women, I asked them a part of their story, like why they wanted to be photographed. And it was incredible. You had women that said that they wanted to be photographed because they felt body shame or and they wanted to try and get through that. Or I had another woman who was struggling with MS um, and she just wanted to kind of bring a little bit more light in her life another woman who just had a baby and she's just like I don't feel like I have the same body anymore and I want to try and love it again and so fast forward a couple years later I, I seem to be doing the same thing but on a completely different level you know it's it's obviously transformed into more of an event series but originally Behold was meant to be this documentary series and archiving different voices of women in DC mm-hmm. and going beyond that surface layer of self-care really diving in deep and you know on problems and frustrations and anxieties things that we think about all the time but tend to keep it really private and somehow struggling to acknowledge that there are so many other people who are dealing with similar problems and so um after the first year of just kind of doing this trial and error and figuring out what resonated with people there was definitely this distinct yes of having to keep going of having to figure out okay how do we heal the city and it's a it's a lot of work and it's big work um and I'm not perfect at it but I think the people who show up know what they need and they put trust in me and the rest of this community to lead them through that um and so you know, taking behold aside and then thinking about where I am. I mean, my my place and, and the work that I've always done, whether it was photography or community work, it has always been centered around people. And it's always been centered around this passion of helping. Um, and so, and that's obviously what's attracted me to you guys and, and this, um, you know, constant love and, and care uh, with the people that are around us. And I think if we lead with more love, then the more impact that's going to happen in the work we do. Mm-hmm. It's, it's simple, but it's powerful. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've known you for, like, for a few years now, and I've been at- attended your event. And uh, it seems like there's, a, as you said, a lot of the women who attend these events, we are all different. We have different needs and aspirations mm-hmm. and desires. But there's a common denominator, which is that we have an issue with self-worth, right? There, that's, mm-hmm. that's something that we have in common. Uh, so why don't we start by defining self-worth? What do, how do you define self-worth before we go into the conversation of why it is important? Yeah, no, of course. And um, I think, you know, Ingrid, we were talking about it just a little bit, how people have kind of morphed self-esteem with self-worth and in other words self-care with self-worth. And mm-hmm. I, I feel like those are different elements to feeding into self-worth, but... And everyone's going to have their own definition. But when I think about, okay, what what is self-worth to me? I think dignity and power and just pleasure and and confidence and this constant, you know, self-appreciation. And I want to be able to embody inspiring myself. And I'm not going to be able to do that without seeing myself of value to me first, Mm -hmm. Um, not seeking value of what others think of me. Um, But I can sit here and think that I'm, you know, the coolest whatever thing in the room, which might be Mm self-esteem. But underneath that of trying to dress good, have great makeup, whatever you want to try and like associate self-esteem with. 
I could still feel really yeah. shitty underneath all of it, and it doesn't get me anywhere. Exactly. Um, and so I think going backtracking a little bit, like self worth to me is is self power, and like trying to find that inner fire. And hopefully that can be contagious to other people to recognize how important it is to really put yourself first. Yeah, I agree. For me, it's something because we I work on, on my clients and these issues as well. And I, I see it as a, as, as a quality that you develop and it's something that you feel. It's like you feel in your skin, right? Mm-hmm. It's that, it never changes. Mm-hmm. For me, I see self-worth as a foundation, actually, of, yes. of yeah. healthy self-esteem or experiencing mm-hmm. self-esteem. But it's something that is internal and never changes and needs seeing that you are accepting, acknowledging, recognizing in your heart and in your soul that you have value beyond your job, regardless of how much mm-hmm. you weigh, how your body looks, etc. It's like, it's deeper. It's not, to me, it's as simple as knowing that you're worthy mm-hmm. of being here regardless of mm-hmm. the mistakes, the good, the mm-hmm. bad. So to me, self-esteem is that thing from the, what we've talked mm-hmm. about, like the exterior world, everything mm-hmm. that some people may judge you for, you may judge yourself for, but that self-worth is just inherently knowing that you're worthy regardless of mm-hmm whatever happens and I like that sentence regardless of like that can just hang on its own Mm -hmm. um to be able to wake up and be like hmm regardless of all these things that I continue to allow to Mm -hmm. sit weight on my shoulders I am worthy I am worthy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly and and why is self-worth importance why why and let's let's talk about these the importance of self-worth through the lens of beholder Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I'm just thinking of basic life functionality mm-hmm. um how difficult it is to be able to complete a task because you're constantly being distracted of what mm. you lack um and you can see that i mean granted and behold we don't talk about work um we're very strict about it but that doesn't mean that we don't think that it's not important for work and that's kind of the work that we for focus on uh for our programming is okay, no, we're not sitting here doing job networking, but we do know that the skills that we're trying to work on here in this space is going to influence every other part of your life. So whether that's back at your job, whether that's with a romantic partner or not, maybe you're a single mom, children, like you need to be able to carry that in a way that whoever is around you is, you know, they can feel that energy. And it's going to inspire them to do better as well, especially in the workplace. Like, if you're just kind of lugging around and you hate yourself and you hate everything that's going on around you, like, that's always apparent. You, you don't enjoy that boss. You don't enjoy that coworker. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you're able to put yourself in a, in a better place to, to really accept where you are and to understand, okay, maybe right now is hard, but I'm working towards something, even that is enough positive energy to really change what's going on in that room with you. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah. yeah, go for and, it. And I feel like, and to know that despite what is going on, mm-hmm. it doesn't change your self-worth at all. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. whatever is going on around you, whatever mm-hmm. is happening, it should not change Yeah, the yeah. fact that you're worthy. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious because you have a very cool lens. You have a beholder, but you're also a photographer, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure you've seen a lot of transformations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel like it always is useful for our listeners to hear how these transformations happen. So do you have any good stories or any good, um, yeah, case that you can... (laughs) I feel like there's so many stories. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Um, And it's, 
I don't even know where to begin. I, I mean, in terms of just kind of quickly generalizing, it's always interesting to have someone come up to take a photograph or to be interviewed. I mean, the way that you see people's body language, they start shifting. But what I always notice specifically for women is they start criticizing themselves before they even get in front. Oh, well, I'm actually, I ate this thing. I'm really bloated. And, um, you know, my side profile, my nose, da-da-da. Oh, I didn't pluck my eyebrows today. And da-da-da. And my, my face is actually slightly lopsided. So if you can, you know, and it's yeah. just this, it's this laundry list of all the things that they don't like about themselves. Um, or you get into deeper stories before the, they sit in front of the camera, which is, oh, my mom's always told me I, I haven't been photogenic. Um, so I'm sorry that I um, already ruined the photo for you. And so... When you, for me, I realized very early that I wasn't really ever a photographer. Like, I had to be so much more than that um, to make people feel comfortable. Uh, and then in terms of doing the series, I mean, it's super intimate and spending three hours talking about a really intimate topic and then having them have to sit down and, and share a couple of minutes with you, which they know that is going to be for the public. Like, people are, you know, you can see their minds are racing. Um, so you have to, for me, I have to find a way to share something with them to make them feel comfortable, but then also to make sure that that's unique to them and, and to what's going on for them. I can't sit here and be like, oh my God, but you look beautiful. Like we say that all the time. There's no, there's nothing behind that. Um, and so it's, um, yeah, I, I, I think probably one of the most powerful stories and I believe both of you have met her, um, that when she came to a Behold event, it was one week out of brain surgery. Yes, oh, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, we're all sitting around trying to wait to hear, like, okay, well, why are you here? And it was a defining moment for me because it really let me know, like, how important the work that I was doing. And she's just like, I lost all my friends through this illness. And I knew that being here was the start of my new life that I had confidence that I would find the right people, my family, in this space because the types of conversations that we're going to be having, I know that people who are here are going to be honest with me. And I think that's the biggest thing in life coaching or in authentic relating games and circling those type of things. Like One of their biggest things is you have to put all your assumptions away and you really have to open up and share what you're really feeling about things because if we're just constantly trying to put up this filter and this wall in front of all our friends and family and coworkers and you name it, it's always going to be the same stuff over again. Nothing's going to be solved. We're always constantly containing and we're not Mm -hmm. giving an opportunity to really open up and share, okay, these are the things that we need to work through together. I like, I I would like to like from that, I I, I like the fact and having been to beholder events it's that with your no phone policy and and then not not talking about work you're basically telling people before you get into this room you're taking off all of these things where you find worth let's Mm -hmm. say Mm -hmm. and we're going to go deeper and in the things that are really sources of worth Mm -hmm. right the vulnerability the Mm -hmm. what are your real desires and i think that sense that's when we really connect with people, right? When we connect from the authentic self. Yeah. And, and I love that about Behold Events. And I think that's why they are so powerful and effective, let's say, in 
allowing people to feel worthy, mm. right? When mm-hmm. they leave the room, they feel worthy. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you, you go into these spaces and, and when you do take away the phone, I mean, how many times have we been to a bar or another okay. event and stuff and you're like, kind of want to talk to that person, but that person's definitely like doing their thing. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go on my phone because I really don't have anybody to talk to. And it's just like this awkward energy in the room. And when you strip that, it's still awkward. But then you realize, oh, I have to have to introduce myself I have to do a thing and then you start being able to really talk to somebody and I feel like this generation for us is missing the talking part we have so many ways to connect but we've lost the art of conversation and um so yeah I, I really appreciate that observation because it like we're just yeah, I don't. I don't even know where to go from. And that. I think it's useful too because we last week we had a conversation around dating and mm-hmm. how do you find a significant mm-hmm. other and all these things. And <laughs> one of the things she said was, "You need to have a life outside of dating. You need to have a social circle. You need mm-hmm. to have." And I think mm-hmm. your your events force you to examine who you are outside of mm-hmm. all of these things. Yeah. By not talking about work, then that's no longer what identifies mm-hmm. you. Yeah. What is it? that you bring to the table that is unique, that is cool, that is vulnerable, um, which I think is such an important thought process we need to have to understand ourselves. Yeah, and I'd be interested to see like how this would even work in other places because I feel like this makes the most sense for cities because we come to, you know, D.C. or to New York or to L.A. or any of these places to prove ourselves to be in a specific industry. And so you're leading with everything with this message of I'm important because of these things I've done and then when you're like oh well, we can't talk about work here and then people are like well what have I done and what am I what okay but I'm curious like does that even exist from outside of like a, a city culture because um, you think about going to uh, I don't know Tennessee or something and, and people are like hey how you doing listen like, I, I think that it's very very unique I mean I've never been in Tennessee but <laughs> it's very it's very unique from from urban settings mm-hmm. from cities mm-hmm. and I think we're individualistic cities where we are sort of like pursuing goals and achieving things mm-hmm. and we tend to forget about I mean coming you and Ingrid and I coming from Colombia and you from Panama right mm-hmm. like these the family feeling yes. the warmth yeah. the the more talking like no one's on like when I'm I have family <laughs> gatherings no one's on their phone yeah. right we're all just sitting together eating together mm-hmm. and telling stories and I, I love that you touched upon the skills and and how important it is to have that skill because we talk about a lot of like our kids learning about to code and we're teaching them mandarin (laughs) right since they are like four years old but we're not teaching them how to feel worthy how to be resilient all the things that we talk about here Mm -hmm. those are the real skills for the future and how to have Mm -hmm. a conversation beyond Mm -hmm. the superficial right to Mm -hmm. really care about people because i feel like it's easy and i was just it was interesting this part of the conversation about cities i just came back from visiting my sister in denver and even though it is, a, I mean, it is a city, it, 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 it does feel different mm-hmm. because when you mm-hmm. interact with people, people actually really want to chat with you. I oh, mean, yeah. I can think of like three examples, but we were at a market and my husband was off buying a T-shirt and it was taking him a really long time. I'm like, what is he doing? <laughs> and when I walk into the store, he has his phone out, he's showing yeah. the woman yeah. something, they're having a conversation, mm-hmm. something that you 
rarely experienced yeah. in DCR. At least I. I think that there's this genuine oh, interest. Yeah. Like, oh, what are you doing today? And then they started talking, and he was going to do mm-hmm. this thing. And I'm like, oh, wow. He had like a 15-minute conversation yeah. with the woman at the store. Yeah. I remember real wa- connection. Mm-hmm. I, well, I remember walking down the street one time just saying good morning to somebody. And he was, no, no, the person was actually startled. Like, <laughs> they they jumped back like I was going to. She gonna, must be crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like, <gasps> and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I was just saying good morning. And he's just like, oh, oh, oh. And then, mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's it's very interesting being in this area and, and wanting to have connection and, and also realizing how hard it is to make community exactly. connection here. Yeah. And so I think that's the perfect segue for what we're going to be talking about on the second part of the show is how do we find that self-worth? How do we make that connection? So stay tuned uh, for the second part of our conversation with Leah Judson from Beholder. Yay! Welcome back to the Big Life Podcast on Full Service Radio. We are Lina Salazar and Ingrid Vaishus, broadcasting live from the lobby of the Lion Hotel in Washington, D.C. Our guest today is Leah Johnson, a talented photographer based in Washington, D.C., and the founder of Beholder, a powerful platform that nudges women to develop self-worth and build new relationships through unique and empowering events. For those of you just joining the conversation, our show today is all about self-worth. And Leah, in the second section of the conversation of the podcast, we like getting more practical. We want our listeners to uh, leave with some great, powerful tools. So why don't we start where, how do you cultivate self-worth, your own self-worth? Hmm. Loaded question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is the first one. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, definitely number one is relationships. Um, I just, I, especially this past, you know, couple of years, I've gone through a a big major life changes and I realize some parts of those life changes took longer than others because of the quality of the relationships that I had around me. Um, There were definitely uh, some friends that um, I didn't realize were, were toxic for me Um, and definitely didn't make me feel worthy but I also didn't want to acknowledge it either um because and I'm sure too like even in terms of um abusive relationships and people always ask why didn't they leave which is such a hard question and but then you sit here and even you know find these small examples in your life where you're like you know I I rather deal with this than be lonely um especially in a city that is so difficult to make friendships Mm -hmm. and so um so for me, the, the first thing would definitely be, you know, I've, I've done a lot of filtering and I've really defined who I want in my life and what quality of friend that I want. Now, does that mean there's like a whole line of people that are <laughs> going to be hanging out with me? No, like it's, it's like it's dating all over again. It's finding almost these like romantic partners for myself, but it's more than like the six month honeymoon period. And it's more <laughs> of like, okay, we got to work at this. Like we have to figure out... Um, together, are we compatible? Do we value each other's goals? Um, if I tell you I want to be an astronaut the next day, are you going to tell me, oh, boo, blah, 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 don't do that? Or are you going to be like, cool, let, let's figure it out together. What does that look like for you? Um, like, I want someone to be my teammate. I want my friends to be my teammate. Um, and so that, I think, gives me a lot of 
of, of self-value and self-worth because if I see someone cheering me on that I know that I'm also like should be cheering myself on too mm-hmm. not that again that everything from that person like that's meant to be like I shouldn't hold like their perspective over my own perspective but it definitely is something helpful and it really changes um like my social health um and then I mean aside from that self-worth what else let me think I mean I definitely try and eat a lot better if, if that counts for anything I, <laughs> I think, think it does I think it does I mean does. part of of feeling worthy and and respecting yourself yeah, it's doing and like actions or behaviors that doing things mm-hmm. that to take care of yourself mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so yeah. Self, yeah yeah i mean to me it's definitely self-worth is rooted in the choices we make not only with our relationships mm-hmm. that are healthy relationships with mm-hmm. the choices mm-hmm. we make every day that allow us to keep doing the things we want to do and that involves how we eat what we eat when we mm-hmm. eat, who we surround sleep, ourselves exactly. with how we yeah. sleep all of those things are definitely part of self-worth yeah are there any two or three things you would tell someone who's struggling to feel like they're worthy that they should start thinking about or that they could start doing and it's always really hard because we we always have we always have these days where you know maybe listening to a podcast or watching a movie or going to an event going to a conference and you leave there feel like revived you're like oh I've got all these tools I'm just gonna go conquer the world now but then the next day happens and you're like oh I'm still dealing with the same thing you're going back to your routine um so it's always hard to kind of jump in and give suggestions and and to give help because at the end of the day it's it's up to them to to move forward with that choice but Um, I think for me, I, a couple of things that I do for my day to at least be successful is I don't spend too much time in front of the mirror. Um, I really don't like, I don't wear that much makeup anymore. Um, because I feel like it makes me go in real close to my face and my skin and I start overanalyzing. Um, so I picked a couple of, you know, products that I really enjoy that take care of my skin. I definitely can't leave the house without mascara. Like, that's a thing for me. Um, and I have some fun things, too, with eyeshadows or whatever that, like, you know, if I want to sparkle up, I'll do that. Um, but in general, I try not to spend too much time in front of the mirror because I feel like I start overanalyzing my body, um, and that starts deteriorating, like, my mindset before I even go outside. Um, a second thing would be, you know, if we are really good with creating routines or we have our certain habits that we go to every day, everyone does their cup of coffee, but it's like, why is it so difficult to maybe take the first 30 minutes or hour of the day of just being quiet and just sitting, nothing? Like, we always roll over to our phone, see our notifications, see our emails. So for me, I've finally created this habit where as soon as I wake up, I go downstairs, I turn on my record player, I put on the kettle, and I wait. And it's really hard because I'm like, I wonder if someone wrote this thing and whatever else. Um, But it shifted so much energy for me, so much positive energy. I don't feel like I'm sprinting and I'm not waking up early to do it either. Like, I think that's a thing, too. People try and put in these practices like I'm going to do yoga every morning. I'm going to do this thing every morning. I'm going to go to the the gym. Push the time. Exactly. I wake up at 4.30 at 5 or 6 to do it. And then what happens? You crash. You burn. Like, you know, we just... But I hate when people say that they don't have time, and there is time. We're just not good at prioritizing yet, or, and 
and you know there's extra time because that extra time that you're spending, you're scrolling on Pinterest or you're shopping, and, and that is your body saying, like, yo, we need a break. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think those are probably... Those are the two things that I think I, I focus on the most. But you know what? I think another big one, and it's related to the first one you you said, and and it's something when we did the the podcast listening club about body image and mm-hmm. food freedom, a common denominator from all of these women was that was like sort of like a threat to self to their self worth was comparison. Mm-hmm. When yes, we compare ourselves with others and. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. talked about this on the show. Social media doesn't help. Oh, I barely follow that. anybody yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's funny because... Um, it's fine. Uh, it's funny because... Um, you barely... Uh, you were saying you don't follow well, anybody yeah, on Instagram. Yeah, a lot of people... A lot of people were saying, like, why don't I... You know, uh, how come this your Behold account or whatever doesn't follow anybody? And I'm like, well, I just... It's for work on top first. And then second... You, it's so funny how many people who ask, like, how come you don't follow me back? Or, you know, do you not like me because you're not following me? And that really bothered me because I'm like, no, I just, that has, there's no relation to that whatsoever. Um, actually, majority of the people that I don't follow are people that I actually, like, know in real life. And it's because I take the time to meet them in person. Um, and so, but I also realized, too, it became an anxiety thing for me. That I was constantly looking at other organizations or other businesses that I'm just like, oh, we started at the same time. Oh, my God, they have more of this and da 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 And it's that comparison mm-hmm. thing that you're talking about, Lena. Like, it's so dangerous. Um, and so, you know, if we were to think of another thing to do for self-worth is to really, uh, if you're going to be on social media, what are you doing about that to be a positive corner of the Internet for you? Are you going to go onto Instagram and compare yourself to other bodies, to other businesses, to other people going on vacation, whatever? Or like, have you? Are you following accounts, people that um, respect you, make you feel good? I yeah. think it's like Instagram or social media hygiene. I think I, rem- I remember yeah. when I yeah. first got on, I had like so many people that I was following, and I would look and I would end up feeling awful, mm-hmm. like not mm-hmm. about my, just awful and in general of all the things that I quote unquote lacked or I wasn't doing Mm -hmm. and then I just went on this like literally started unfollowing and every day I would unfollow and unfollow Um, and I do find that it changes sometimes I'm like oh I'm tired of what he or she is saying Mm -hmm. so I like unfollow or mute because it just doesn't feel like anything that doesn't make me feel good after I do it is just not worth my mm-hmm. time. But mm-hmm. I also feel it's so much about that staying in your lane, yeah. right? If you stay in your lane and you're doing what you're doing, then there's no room for comparison because we're all at different stages. It doesn't matter if we started at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's the same thing in terms of friendships too and like how those seasons change for us. You know, sometimes people get so devastated when friendships end and it's just like we're all on completely different growth paths. Mm-hmm. So maybe that person doesn't serve you anymore and maybe that or for for them you don't serve them but that doesn't mean that they like hate you or you did anything wrong everyone's just dealing with certain problems at different levels and different speeds and sometimes it means taking a break or sometimes it means saying goodbye completely and and that's okay like there's tons of other phases that are coming and other people to meet um, I always find it really interesting when, when people are like, this is the end all be all, like it's over. And it's like, no, it's not over. There's tons of, there's tons of other people to meet mm-hmm. and you're going to have so many other adventures with other people. And whether it's for five minutes or for five years, like there's, 
there's too much pressure yeah on, I, on those yeah and on that same note i think that the conversation that all it also leads to is that conversation around self-worth confidence and self-care mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. Well, on the show we're really adamant about having a conversation around self-care that works for people and that really takes into account what you need and what works for you not what everybody else is doing and what everybody else is telling you to do um so what are some what is your view on self-care and what does self-care look like for you well i know and we touched on it a little bit is that i think self-care is over commercialized and a lot of what self-care has become are uh, quick things to make you feel good but never solves the problem and so so self-care for me is not you know, doing beauty days, salon stuff, cucumber, whatever, taking a trip, all these types of things. Um, self-care for me is, you know, really figuring out what gives me joy and how I can put more of that joy in my daily, um, or at least in a way where I can reserve a part of the week that is for me and for me only. Um, and I find that, you know, it's a shame to see, uh, not that these events aren't needed. Like, it's always great to, do, to have something fun to, to offer for people, um, whether it's a pedicure or whatever else or, you know, uh, petting animals. I, I don't know. Um, but <laughs> petting animals is a good one for me. yourself. Watching dogs playing. Seriously, I do that. When I'm stressed, I go to the park and I just sit there and watch dogs yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but sometimes too, some of those things though, like people, like, I, think, I think I saw something not too long ago. It was like a llama, the pop-up llama I've petting. I've seen that now. And I was like, what? <laughs> um, so whatever, whatever it is, um, I think, though, like, sometimes people present these events as if, like, if there is something going on, this, this is going to solve the problem. And it's like, no, that's treating yourself. Um, that's just a component of, like, everything else. Um, so, yeah, so, you know, what was the question? I was, Your take on self-care. <laughs> yeah, self-care. <laughs> yeah, self-care. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think I think we really, for me, honestly, everything always stems back to community. I'm a big community person, so self care for me is like really, you know, surrounding myself with a group of people that really value where I'm going and and what I'm doing, um, and and when I know I'm going to have a bad day, like those people have my back. Yeah. So, um, so so what I'm hearing from what you're saying, and and it's sort of like aligned with how we always talk about self-care and needs it doesn't have to be fun sometimes mm-hmm. self-care is not fun but it's sort of like doing being responsible for your life and knowing mm-hmm. that you have to do things to sort of like that keep you centered that keep you alive mm-hmm. right to satisfy sort of like your needs and that need of belonging of that you were talking about or you know i feel alone or i feel disconnected or i feel unworthy and how do i satisfy these needs and um, that is that for me it's self-care it's mm-hmm. it's addressing these basic needs that i have in the most responsible way and not forgetting about myself yeah. and recognizing that it looks different for all of oh, us oh yeah mm-hmm. what works for me might not work for you yeah, and exactly. i feel like i say this at almost every show it's like we need to stop listening to what people are saying to us and really tune in and like surround ourselves with people who know us and who can check us and be like "Uh -uh, no 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 or stop spiraling or whatever it is it's not telling you what you want to hear it's telling you what you need to hear yes 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's my husband every day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, mine too. Mine like, too. why? Why are you telling me this? Guys are so, like, great in that sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. so much better than... Oh, yeah. And than they're able to, like, look our at Our brains are like, Just go out for a walk. Yeah. Go, go take a yoga class. And I'm like, no, but I don't have time for that. Yes, you do. It'll be all, it'll all be okay once it'll you've done that. Okay. My, yeah. My <laughs> biggest thing is he's always like why are you doing the thing that you hate so much? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's just like, you don't like it. Why are you doing it? I'm like, why am I doing it? And you know, and it's just... You're right. Like, you said that last week. Why I am know. I doing it again? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I th- and, you know, talking about that, I think that another thing, and this is something that I emphasize a lot with when mm-hmm. I work, and it's... I like talking about the voice. There's... We know that when we feel unworthy, when we look at ourselves in the mirror and we say oh I look disgusting or I I look fat or right I and I you start lashing at yourself you know that that's a voice that's coming from somewhere Mm -hmm. right that and that is if you dig deeper if you question and dig deeper you understand I know that I'm having this thought because deep inside I believe that my worth is tied to Mm -hmm. my body to how much I weigh etc so I think that awareness of listening to the voice and choosing not to listen to it Mm -hmm. it's like okay i hear you i acknowledge you're here little voice but i'm gonna choose to not listen to you Mm -hmm. i'm gonna choose another thought let's say Uh, i think that's also something important that awareness of listening to the voice that's telling me you suck Mm -hmm. you could be better you are not doing enough and then choosing a different thought yeah Yeah, i mean and and that's really hard to do sometimes (laughs) but i've i've actually gotten to the point where i have to be audible about it like if i start thinking about something negative i have to say out loud stop yeah, and then I need to go up and go do an activity of of some sort. Um, but I'm, you know, beforehand I would just sit in it and let it grow and let it become a very poisonous narrative. Mm-hmm. It is. I mean, um, I feel like we tend to gravitate to like our minds are always fixated on the negative. It's that negative bias yeah. that's constantly Velcro for negativity. Yeah, I mean, it's mm-hmm. like glue, right? You mm-hmm. hear everything that somebody has criticized you about, but you don't hear the twenty compliments that are coming your way. Mm-hmm. It's so much easier to attach yourself to that negative thought, and so moving away from it by being intentional and not allowing it yeah. to give power mm-hmm. to, to get power from and, and I think imp- that what you just said about like people criticizing me and I think that's also connected to we're talking about not identifying ourselves or being beyond our jobs our bodies etc and but it's not to say that we cannot work hard or that mm-hmm. we cannot take care of ourselves right mm-hmm. it's the it's the why we do it it's the are those the only things on which I find in which I find self worth? Right. It's not about not wanting to be creative and successful at work, mm-hmm. or it's not about mm-hmm. that. It's about the why you do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, we're having to wrap up. Oh wow! Yeah, this has been such a good conversation. I feel like we'll need to have you back to have like part two. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but as we always end our show we like to ask people what does bigging living a big life feel like i do that every time what does living a big life mean to you i feel like a i don't know i f- i feel like is love too cheesy is no <laughs> i feel like in order for me to live a big life everything that i do has to stem from love mm-hmm. um whether that's making my food, whether that's greeting my husband, whether that's um, creating an event, I always have to recenter myself and wonder, what am I doing this for? How can this be bigger than what it is right now? And it's 
it's actually caring about people mm-hmm. and i think a lot of you know these big brands or these you know easy events that are kind of going around and people still feel lonely from them and i was like well it's because they don't love you they know that you're you know easy to turn over in terms of money and and things like that and um you know i'll repeat it over and over again community is important that's what's really going to make anything that we want to accomplish in this life successful we can't do it by ourselves and so um again in in order for me to to live a big life um is to love the people that are around me and then for them to love me back and bring me up in everything i'm doing Mm -hmm. good yeah it's not cheesy at all (laughs) um what's one thing that you're excited about I can it be like real real quick? Anything. I'm super excited about this weekend. Um, starting later this evening, so it's giving me a little bit of anxiety. I'm like, ah, I gotta run off. Um, (laughs) I finally have a team this year, which is fantastic. I don't have to do anything completely by myself or behold. Um, and we're doing a strategy retreat um in some random place in Virginia. And we're going to be spending the weekend uh, planning out the rest of the year. We're going to be doing some authentic relating games. So really like creating some connection between the, you know, our, our volunteers and stuff. Um, and we're going to watch movies and eat popcorn and drink wine and just like, yeah, just kind of have like a fun little Amazing. mini vacation and stuff. So fun. And then where can people find you? And if they want to learn more about Beholder, if I haven't mm. heard about Beholder, what's the best place to get in touch I with I mean, you? the the best way to get in touch is Instagram, I guess. Um, so finding the handle there. Uh, otherwise, I mean, send it, going through the website, um, which is beholder.co, dot co not dot com a lot of people are like i can't find it um and then obviously you know if people have any questions in terms of doing future programming with us would be directly via email which would be leah at beholder.co awesome great thank you leah this was amazing thank you so much for joining us this is such a good conversation (laughs) making time to be with us and good luck with your mini retreat thank you um what can i say about today's episode I, I really think that I, I want to, I, I hope that this episode was effective and in helping our listeners reflect about this issue, mm-hmm. not only about how important it is to, to think about your self-worth, but also like, where am I deriving my self-worth from? Right. I think that's, that's very important to just pause and reflect. Don't come to a, up to any conclusion, mm-hmm. just pause and reflect. And I, I really want to highlight um, the the aspect of of community and relationships and how important that is for self worth and it's counterintuitive right like we tend to think okay how do I do self worth it's like well maybe I will work out more or work harder and then I will like myself but it's like no actually you know what actually community and relationships it's something how you confirm that you are inherently worthy yeah no matter surrounding yourself with the right community uh-huh, so I right, think yeah. that that's so many of us get into this. Ro- like routine right where we're surrounded by these people because we've always been surrounded by them mm-hmm. but I think as you make changes or as you question things and you look around then you're able to realize that one you need to build yourself up with community but you also have to do the work right we need to be intentional about not looking at the negative things we need to be more thoughtful about like okay if I'm going down the negative path why and then how can I replace it with it doesn't even have to be a positive thought but a better thought because that better, way yeah. That way, it'll start shifting for you. It'll start shifting, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's a gradual process, right? I I want to emphasize that this is a practice. It takes deliberate 
effort, intentional effort every day. Absolutely. This is intentional. And, and it's not going to happen overnight. No. At all. Like anything. And there are ups and downs. <laughs> this is not yeah. like a pass or not pass kind of thing. Absolutely. So... Thank you so much to Leah for her time today. Next week's episode is going to be just me. Lena's going to be on vacation in Columbia. And I'll be, taking, I'll be talking to Arlington County Board Member Katie Crystal. She'll, her, she'll, uh, she'll share her story about what motivated her to get into politics, what it takes to succeed in this arena, and how she manages the stress and finds harmony between her work and her life. Sounds so, like a great I'm episode. Excited. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you are enjoying the show, be sure to share it with friends and write a review on iTunes. Give us some love. <laughs> if you have a topic, topic ideas or requests, please follow us on Insta at I am at live.well.way. And I'm at Ingrid underscore wellness. Yeah, send us a DM with your topics or guest ideas and we'd love to hear from you. See you next week. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>